0: Looking to sound like you know what's going on in the world? Pop culture, social strategy, comedy, and other funny stuff? Well, join the club and settle in for The Jeff Dwaskin Show. It's not the podcast we deserve, but the podcast we all need with your host, Jeff Dwaskin.
1: All right, Michael, thank you so much for that amazing introduction. You get this show going each and every week. I can't thank you enough. Welcome, everybody, to episode 31 of The Jeff dwoskin show i can't thank you enough for joining me week after week liking subscribing telling all your friends about the jeff dwoskin show we keep growing every week and i can't thank you enough for your dedication support and love we got a great show for you today episode 31 is gonna rock the house we got bill dwyer that's right comedian bill dwyer you loved him as host of the battle bots Dirty Rotten Cheaters. You loved him in VH1s. I love the 70s, 80s, 90s. You loved him on Last Comic Standing. He's coming up in just a little bit. Very excited. And you know what else I'm excited about? The Jeff Dwaskin Show was named one of IndiePod's top 25 best independent podcasts of 2020 that's right we did it folks we did it indie pods united put together brilliantly by tina marie trimpert she is incredible she put together this entire summit of podcasters and comedians and it was so great and i was honored to be named one of the top 25 shows of 2020 so thank you i know you guys weren't there i know my family wasn't there So I wanted to put a little recreation together for you. It sort of went a little like this. We are honored to name the Jeff Dwoskin Show one of the top 25 podcasts of 2020. Oh my God, thank you. You like me. You really like me. I'm so excited. I want to thank the fans. Thank you all. It's been an honor to do this week after week. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you all, though, from the bottom of my heart. I really do appreciate everyone that subscribes, likes, listens week after week. You know, we've been doing this for 31 episodes now, and it's so exciting. And I still love doing it. So much so that we're going to do it live in addition to the podcast. We're going to have a live version of the Jeff Tawaskin Show called Crossing the Streams. Every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, we debuted last week. And this Wednesday, we're doing it again. You can follow us on the YouTube channel, the Jeff Tawaskin Show YouTube channel, or on Facebook. Check out the show notes for all the links to the live broadcast. Wait, Jeff, Crossing the Streams, didn't you have two amazing episodes called Crossing the Streams of the Jeff DeWoskin Show? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. With my friends Howard Rosner and Ron Lippett, we dove deep, deep into a lot of great shows that we're binging and watching. And we thought, hey, why don't we bring it to the masses week after week after week? And we're bringing along two of our friends, Bob Phillips and Sal D'Amelio from the Salem Bob Show. They're joining us and we're going to have special guests Every now and then they pop in and tell us what they're watching. So it's going to be great. Mark your calendars. Wednesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. The Jeff Duoskin Show YouTube channel. Just do a little Google search or check out the show notes. Or go to jeffisfunny.com. All the information is there as well. And we're going to see you live. You can comment and we'll respond live. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, my assistant just handed me a piece of paper. I would be remiss if I did not mention the SceneSnobs.com. They're helping present the Jeff Tawaskin show live, crossing the streams. They're awesome. Follow them there. We'll also be broadcasting live through their channel. I do want to thank some of the podcasts that have had me on recently Behind the Bits. I was on there, that was pretty awesome. I guested on Moments of Grace, I guested on the Hungry Trilobite show. All those will be coming out in the next month or so, et cetera, et cetera. So check me out on those shows. I'm also on the We be Geeks Network. You can find the Jeff DeWoskin Show there as well. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. So exciting. So exciting. Also, you know what? I'm still in the recommended section of the Humbly app. So definitely check out the Humbly app. That's a pretty cool app. And when you listen to podcasts, they donate money to charity just for you listening. So, you know, you listen to like a quick ad or something. It's it's pretty cool. So check out the Humbly app as well. So much stuff. I give you too much homework. Too much homework. Oh, my God. I had a disaster yesterday. All of a sudden we woke up and the heat was gone in our house. Someone stole our heat. Actually, the furnace broke, and I don't know what it is about furnaces. Do furnaces only break during the winter on Saturdays when heating companies aren't open? Is that the way it works? So then they can charge you like a hundred million dollars to come out. It's a special delivery. What? You don't what, furnaces don't break on the weekend? I mean, come on, guys. I mean, what kind of what kind of business is this that you just? aren't open on weekends. It just doesn't even matter. If you do something that services a house, oh we'll get you uh, next Tuesday. Tuesday, I'll be frozen by Tuesday. I'll be that guy from Scrooge, frozen to death on Tuesday. I need you here today. Yes, I'll pay you a hundred million dollars. Come out today. Oh my God. Anyway, but we got it fixed. And now we're back in shape. And so I'm not freezing. Otherwise I'd be the podcast would be like would But it's not. I'm fine. I'm warm again. So thanks for bearing with me. So I guess now would be a perfect time to pitch buymeacoffee.com slash Jeff DeWoskin Show. I could have really used that coffee yesterday, warm me up. But if you want to support the show, you're like, Jeff, I just want to throw money at you, but I don't know how. Just go to Je- uh, <laughs> just buymeacoffee.com slash Jeff Tawaskin Show. Another way to help is, of course, uh, support the sponsors. The sponsor this week. Self-closing cupboards, that's right, self-closing cupboards for when you open the cupboard and you're just too busy using what you used inside it to remember to close it. What you need is self-closing cupboards. Never have a cupboard open again. Oh, did someone just hit their head because you took a mug out and forgot to close the cupboard? Never again with self-closing cupboards, the only cupboard that closes itself. Your wife will thank you. All right. Well, you know what? I think I'm going to have to get those because I have a tendency to leave cupboards open all the time. So I'm going to check those out. I'm going to get them. I know my wife's going to be pretty darn excited for me to have those. So anyway, check those out. Support the sponsor. That's how we keep the lights on week after week. All right. Thank you. And now I'm excited to share with you my conversation with comedian Bill Dwyer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Actor, writer, comedian,
0: extraordinaire, Mr. Bill Dwyer. You, you kind of forget you are a writer, aren't you? You, know, you don't think that. Just being a stand-up comic, right? You kind of forget, oh, yeah, I write these things. I I do, right? You don't think of yourself as like a writer until you write like a pilot or something. But at all of us, right, we write all the time, or we should, Absolutely.
1: When you're looking at your credits, you got to pick out every single piece you can. (laughs) Writer. Don't don't short, don't short, change yourself at all.
0: But I mean, if if somebody was saying, you know, if you were listing my things, like writer would be like just a couple above dancer. (laughs) Yes. Because you've seen me dance. It's something, it's something, but it, it might not be actually dancing. But yeah, writing, I mean, I use actual letters and words and punctuation and then I say them. So I'm a writer and an over-actor and a stand-up comic. Oh my God, I am so screwed. At this point in life, I am screwed, man. I am so screwed.
1: Bill Dwyer, Triple Threat.
0: What is going to happen, Jeff? Uh, How
1: are you handling COVID with the comedy?
0: I, you know, I've done some Zoom shows. I don't know, have you done any Zoom shows?
1: Effectively avoided all Zoom shows. Have you? Okay. We'll How about you? Few. I've no.
0: I've done. Uh, I've done quite a few of them, and I. It's a little, obviously, quite a bit different. But sometimes the other comics, I want to knock them around and go, guys, you got to pick up the energy here. This is like people are just watching a screen. It's not, it's not like you're out, and you've gotten dressed up and, you know, it just drinks and a waitress and all these things that are lively and exciting, you know? There's none of that. It's people just watching a goddamn screen. So if you're not giving them something, it's just uh, like I'm watching it. And then they always ask, and sometimes they ask, hey, comics, could you hang out and watch the other comics? Ah, fuck. I never used to do that when it was live. Now I have to, should I not swear by the way?
1: Oh, you're, you're Go ahead. You're fine. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. No, I just, I just did. And then I was like, oh man, I, I don't know what, <laughs> anyway, I should, uh, I should probably swear less. So anyway. Yeah. So when you do a zoom show, it's uh it's a little different, but you're still doing jokes. And if you got a big crowd, you know it. Cause you can hear them laughing, but you can also see them. And it's like. You know, you've seen crowds at comedy clubs, Jeff. Imagine those same people not having to get dressed and they're just laying around at home. Jesus, put some <laughs> effort into it, everybody.
1: You're right, though. You have to kind of just go a little bit over the top. You got to give them that extra show. I think, that-
0: yeah, right. Because it's not it's not three dimensional. It's a screen that they can shut at any time. They can just shut it. Oh, for God's sakes
1: so just so everyone a little background so i met bill we worked together in 2003
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why you don't shut off your facebook folks stay connected <laughs> to everyone it was <laughs> like holy crap and uh i remember like we i opened for you and you were like the very first comedian i worked for that who's like comedy central presents i was obsessed with even oh, when yeah. my wife yeah even my wife was like you're talking to Bill Dwyer." <laughs>
0: Really? I mean, you were obsessed with mine or just the whole series in general?
1: I loved yours. I just, really? I Really? Did you? Oh,
0: that's great. <laughs> just I mean, kidding. I liked mine too. I thought it was pretty good, but I don't know if it, like, I don't know if it overwhelmed people, but good. I'm glad you liked it. That's great.
1: <laughs> it was just, it was, uh, maybe it was just because they played it over and over.
0: <laughs> oh, was it? Uh, okay. I mean, Did I they? remember, I, I just
1: remember because I'm like, oh my God, the guy from Comedy Central. Was like, <laughs> <"Yeah."> <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. I was so excited. Uh,
0: <laughs> I was excited to be there too. Wasn't that a, that was wintertime, wasn't it? And that was at, um, uh, that was the comedy club outside of Detroit.
1: Yeah. That Mark Ridley's comedy castle.
0: No, it wasn't the comedy. was it the comedy castle. or Was it the other one?
1: And, no, I, I think you played other ones at other times. Oh, uh, okay. It, you, you, know, were,
0: uh, you and I met at the comedy castle, which is a great club. Great. great club. And I did just okay that week too. Yeah. I did just okay. Wasn't, uh, that was also the week with, um, with Chris, with J. Chris Newberg. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Because of, <laughs> yes, because for one of the, sh- one of the shows, we all wrote something down on a piece of paper <laughs> and had to open it up on stage and do us uh, a joke uh, right. based on that premise. Uh, oh, I
0: love, I love that. Uh, that is so much fun when we, when we do that as comics. And I don't know what I got. Do you know what you got? I think I had like
1: Big Greek Wedding or something like that. And I, oh, really? I totally
0: forgot about it. You just said J. Chris's name and it all <laughs>
1: flooded back.
0: That must <laughs> have been, uh, yeah, because I wouldn't have written my Big Fat Greek Wedding. I don't know what I gave you. And I don't know what somebody gave me, but I, I don't think I did anything great with it. I wish I had. Oh, that would have been. That is always fun to do. That is always so much fun. Also, it's Also, it's really torture, though, if you're not doing well. <laughs> you know yes if you if you're not doing well with the audience and then you have to <laughs> try and shoehorn in some bit that you've never done before oh that's great that was also you did not go with us i don't think but jay chris and i crossed the uh, the border and headed into some uh, canadian casino where uh i believe i made some people's nights that's what that's what i think happened i think i kind of tore it up there a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I had a crowd gathering around me as I played a uh, three card poker blind. I was betting blind. Yeah, I had people behind me. <laughs> it was a it was a slow night granted at the casino, but it was still it was a lot of fun. So I loved uh, I loved that club. I love that club.
1: Yeah, we I didn't go to Canada with you, but I remember uh, I think that Thursday night after the first show, I took you to this place called Club Bart.
0: <laughs> was that where they have the uh, steak bites? Or was that uh
1: That was Cuomo's. That was probably right next to it. <laughs> this, this was like some dive bar. Some dive bar. And I, I remember it because I was driving you there and you look in the back seat. My car was a mess. And I never, you're like, oh yeah, I get it, Jeff. You got kids. And I'm like, my kids are never in my car. <laughs>
0: <I'm>
1: so embarrassed.
0: <laughs> Wait, you had kids back then?
1: They were probably just, yeah, babies. But yeah.
0: Oh man! And now teenagers. Oh, how exciting! And pro- or, or going off to college.
1: Two in. Co- yeah, I got two in college. Two in college.
0: Wah the wah! I became a uh, grandfather recently. Here's my joke about that. When uh, because of uh, who I am and how I've lived my life. When my daughter told me that I was going to be a grandfather, I asked her, "Are you sure I'm the grandfather? Come on, hey. that's a great joke." <laughs> I usually have to set it up with how awful I am and that I'm divorced now and that sort of thing. And yeah, did you uh, didn't you take me to an open mic in Detroit? Also, not an open mic. It was kind of a might have been a book show. What that was like, that was
1: that was the club bar show. That yeah. Was like, yeah. Yes, that was yeah. a
0: lot of fun. That's always fun, you know, to do a to do a regular show at a club and then go somewhere and do some weird, you know, either late night or open mic show where people are trying new stuff and it's local people. It's a lot of it's always fun. Usually. Club
1: Bart, where I took you, was the place where you would go and you would eat it every night. You were like on this elevated stage behind one of these old cash registers that was going cha-ching, cha-ching, ching Really? <laughs> the whole time. And it was like, throughout my comedy career, I would always, no matter how bad a show was going, I would always think to myself, this isn't as bad <laughs> as being at Club Bart. <laughs>
0: uh, how do they, uh, it's so funny. And yet they always did comedy there, right? I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, we all I, love, we love going, love going there. It was just right. the, the shows were just it was hard shows. You know, it was late and I was.
0: Isn't it funny? And it's like that was set up, and then once that became the thing, they weren't going to change it. Like, hey guys, we see that you guys are struggling, so we're going to change the lighting. We're going to make the we're going to make the sound a whole lot better. We're going to make sure the audience is comfortable. They would never do that. They're like no one ever does that. It's like well, people are still going and the show's running, so. Let's keep it as shitty as it always been. (laughs)
1: That was a charm. That
0: was a charm. In fact, like good clubs always have like something weird about them. You know, I mean, you can I mean, you could talk about the improv having the brick wall behind it, but that wasn't a normal thing. And then all of a sudden it was like that became like a comedy icon. You know, the brick wall behind the comic like Ridley's Club is cool and it's got some weird stuff going on. The comedy store is dark. And filthy most of the time, you know. I uh, every every good club has something, you know. When they try and make them too antiseptic, it's not good.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, now they, now they want to be antiseptic, but the <laughs>
0: yeah, well, antiseptic <laughs> would be nice. Yeah. Well, we're just such a a bunch of filthy assholes. (laughs) What? Wear a mask? What the fuck? Yeah, can we? Just for a few months. It'll be fine. Take it easy. We can do this. No, no. A mask? Yes! In fact, when all this is over, we want you to continue wearing a mask. How about that? Oh, man. I just get so, you know, I feel like we could be past this, but we're not.
1: Nope. Not until everyone, uh, figures out that, uh, it's not freedom to exercise whatever you want to do and die. <laughs>
0: it's like, yeah. And again, it's, there's always like, you know, the seatbelt example. It's like, you know, I know people bitch when they said you got to start wearing a seatbelt, but once they gave you tickets, you're like, oh, I don't right, wear the seatbelt. Oh, okay. That's Sorry. fine. But why, yeah. Why, I, why, why is it? Yeah. These people oh, oh, drives me batty. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't mean to get into it because it's probably something that everybody complains about. Why everybody isn't wearing a mask, or why everybody is wearing a mask. Either way, there's no. Is there? There's really no middle ground, you know.
1: Yeah. So yesterday, I, I think I was playing some kind of hashtag game. It was like stupidity in four words, and the answer was like, uh, "Don't wear a mask" or something. Right. Yeah. And and so I get this guy going. Well, what about people who have health conditions that can't wear a mask so i i said to him i just replied i said well just answer me this question what should the person with the health condition do in a pandemic if they can't wear the mask i mean wait, maybe they shouldn't go out i mean and then not to yeah. yeah not to mention it was only four words <laughs> I mean, I only had four words. Yeah, the whole <laughs> so like, they, they,
0: these these people they extrapolate and then they uh... you've ruined the hashtag game. And also, uh, what a bunch of what what health condition says you can't wear a mask? What what health? I I always hear this and I think what what health condition is it? What is it? And I'm sure there's a mask you can wear. I'm sure there's like a higher end mask. So you can't wear a cool bandana like the rest of us. Get a nice mask with your health condition. I'm using air quotes now for those of you who can't see. All right, just be safe.
1: I mean, the whole idea yeah. of masks, just be safe, protect each other, do what you yeah. got to do. But you're right. It's the same thing as the seatbelts. And it's like they just everyone just sees it and it doesn't help. Anyway, all right. Let's let's talk about let's talk about you.
0: <laughs> they need to. You know what they need? Like I'm a little older than you. So I remember when I was a kid. And like the seatbelt laws, like they hadn't passed like the full on, you got to wear your seatbelt law, but they were just trying to encourage people. And they would have these public service announcements where somebody would say, oh, I don't like seatbelts. They wrinkle my dress. And then there'd be this noise and this flash. And then this woman would be in a full on body cast. And as a kid, I was like, ah, ah, they scared the shit out of me. They used to have these PSAs when I was a kid. There was one about not eating uh, paint chips, like I grew up like whatever I was a middle class kid. I was like, "Who eats paint chips? Who is this for? You know, they were Sunday morning, and then another one was,, uh, if you ever see a blasting cap in the road, don't pick it up. and I and I just all I wanted to do was find a blasting cap. Like I still have never seen one in laying in the streets. I don't know what a blasting cap looks like. I kind of know what they do. But I've never seen one just laying... I don't know what life was like before I was born, but apparently blasting caps were just <laughs> being tossed <laughs> all over the place. Anyway, what an exciting world that would have been. Children picking up blasting caps and having their fingers blown off. Anyway, you can talk about me.
1: Let's talk about you. The couple the couple people that might not be familiar with the Bill Dwyer catalog. So you, you spent a lot of time doing... Right after we worked together, I remember you were doing uh, "Dirty Rotten Cheaters."
0: You know that was a you know that was a really that was a really good show. It's kind of like a twist on Family Feud, except someone had you know the answer uh, or the answers. I try I would try to explain. It's, it was a much easier game to watch because I would explain it to people, and they'd be like, "Wait a second, what the what the fuck is going on?" <laughs> you were just like, as you as you kept explaining, it's like just just watch it. It's much easier if you just watch it.
1: Yeah, that was that was great. You did. Uh, I've got a secret extreme dodgeball. You had a whole run. What most people know you from uh, besides comedy would be hosts of BattleBots.
0: <laughs> yeah, which uh, you just heard my if you watched uh, if anybody watches uh, Pen15 on Hulu th- in the first episode of season two, they're watching BattleBots.
1: <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> so you that. hear
0: my voice. So I'm uh, I've ar- I've already put in my call to the uh, Screen Actors Guild <laughs> to get payments. <laughs> Yeah, they're watching BattleBots and I was like, "Oh, look at that. That's a great." Oh, I'm glad people can't see me cuz I don't I look terrible. You look great. So, uh, yeah, that was a great show. And even the new one, uh, it's not as funny, but it's still good. They they got a new one now with Chris Rose and some some uh, some guy who was a wrestler or a mixed martial artist. It's it's still a good show. The the robots haven't changed that much. They're still big and strong and powerful. So, it's a good show to watch, but if you ever get a chance to see it live, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. There I am. There, That's me plugging a show that I'm not on. Because yeah. you're
1: a mensch. You're a mensch.
0: <laughs> Somebody else called me a mensch. <laughs> not recently, but I, there's a, I got a friend of mine who always calls me a mensch. And I never realized that. Maybe I am a mensch. Here, I'll be a non-mensch. My new CD is called Am I Yelling? And it's available on Stand Up Records standuprecords.com, or you can uh, buy it on iTunes. If you don't want to give a, a smaller record company your money, I'm sure Apple will do will do just fine with it. So yeah, it's called Am I Yelling on Stand Up Records. See, as I get excited, I get louder and louder. I don't mean to, Jeff, but it just happens.
1: That's, that's why it's called Am I
0: Yelling, right? So, so is this your first album? I did... <sighs> You know, right around when we were working, I did record. I did like self-record uh, an album and put it together called uh, "Lips Like Eels, Eyes Like Dinner Plates," and that was. Uh, <laughs> I did everything out of the house. You know, I burnt them and and uh, and packaged them myself. So, if you're one of the lucky people who has a copy of that, that is probably worth uh, however much uh, a blank CD is worth nowadays. Technically, this is the first one produced by an actual company with uh, <laughs> with real people giving notes and that sort of thing. Yeah, an actual company, and actual people, not just me trying to make money on the road. <laughs> Did you ever sell anything on the road? I had bumper stickers I made once,
1: but I was always like, I hated, I hated sitting there trying to collect money from people after, especially if when you're like an MC or a feature. It's like, right. yeah. No, it's not not the most exciting thing to do.
0: (laughs) It's also uh, if you're the headliner and the uh, and the feature is just killing it with sales, you're like, oh, man. All right. (laughs) I have to be better. I have to be a better person. I have to be a better comic. Um, Bumper stickers, though. Huh? That was a good idea. Not a lot of weight. uh, Cheap. Sell them for what? A dollar a piece.
1: Yeah, or three for five, you know, some whatever. Yeah. (laughs) A couple bucks each, you know what I mean? It's like, and then there's a magical deal. It has like one of my taglines from a joke, which then if you forget to do the joke, you can't can't
0: (laughs) even. Oh man. What did the bumper sticker say?
1: I think they just said brown chicken, brown cow. It was like a joke that I had where I would be like, uh, I made that that noise in it you brown chicken brown cow and then I would say, oh, yeah, yeah, right." it's the porn sound it's just brown chicken brown cow you know i googled right. it. when
0: you when you said brown chicken brown cow that's what i thought of i thought of the porn song
1: yeah exactly uh, so i had a, i had a whole joke and then a call back to it and it's like yeah you know I,
0: <laughs> and does it embarrass you now when you think about it it does a little bit doesn't it
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad I have it because it's nice to have in the drawer. You know, like, oh, this is a little memory of like a moment.
0: For some reason, I have, a, oh, I know why. Uh, just because I, I took them out of storage. We took them out of the garage. But I have a lot of like my old notebooks and I, and I went through some of them. And, you know, just some of the stuff is just terrible. You read it and you go, I don't know if I ever said this, but it's like, this is senseless. This doesn't make any, <laughs> this makes no sense at all. This is horrible. What was I just trying to offend people? What is going on here? So, yeah. So just looking back on your comedy career is always fun. Like, oh, oh, my God. We're doing a thing about uh, comics and their early days. My um, evening at the improv is on Amazon right now, I think. Wow. I just watched one of my episodes. Oh, Christ you would never find a needier person than me. Oh, my God. I'm, like, rushing. It's like, oh, it's just, oh, it's horrible. You're like, why is this on TV? I mean, there's a couple of good jokes, but, oh, Christ, it is. It is so painful for me to watch. It is painful. And then my opening joke is about my pants, and it's kind of like a sight gag, but you can't really tell on TV. Oh, it's. It's so idiotic Jeff yeah. it's season 15 episode whatever and that was my second time on that was my second time why well, should have been better oh anyway
1: I hear you I look back I had a I had a joke where I had, I'd go on stage with these glasses on my head and then bring them down and I have someone call me from off stage and do a can you hear me now joke because I thought I looked like the the guy from the commercial
0: <laughs> really. <laughs> just
1: like, I look back at some of these things that I like at the time you think are, are so great. And then, yeah, it's, it's, um, <laughs>
0: uh, I auditioned for that commercial by the way, pro- you know, probably 10 years ago or uh, however long it was. I mean, I mean, that ran for that ran for seven, eight, 10 years. I don't know, but I auditioned for that. Com- I mean, a lot of us did. They, had, they brought in comics, you know, from all, all over town, all over town. <laughs> They brought in a lot of comics, and I remember doing it and being really funny, and it was like, oh, well, you know, then I saw the guy, and I was like, oh, well, they didn't really want really funny, or maybe they just didn't want me. I don't know, but it's not like you looked at that guy and like, oh, my God, that guy's so funny, and then now he's doing Sprint commercials. Like, how, like, who at Sprint was like, Hey, uh, you guys remember that old Verizon guy? They're like, no, nah, no. Nah. Was he was he like really, uh, really good looking? No, no. But really charismatic, right? No, no. But uh, his voice, he had a great voice. No, no. So uh, anyway, I'm thinking we should use him. Sounds great. Let's do it. What, who, how? How is that sold to anybody? It's like, yeah, remember the guy from the Verizon commercials who didn't say much? Yeah, let's get him, but have him say things. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. Anyway, God, that drove me nuts. He's like, hi, this is Paul. And you're like, who cares? Who cares? Uh, anyway, am I complaining too much?
1: No, it's, it's
0: good to get it out. These, these podcasts <laughs> are... But I haven't seen it. I don't think they're using it much anymore. But he's no. just... He has nothing. There's no charisma. Are we gonna let's put him in really nice clothes, huh? And and that, no, no, we'll just put him in some uh, schlubby shlubby pants and a shirt. Oh, ah, okay. All right, great.
1: They're probably like, we got you, Verizon. We got your guy.
0: <laughs> I just I have no idea. It, that's just a that's just really funny to me. So anyway, look for uh look for Mr. Whipple to be doing some sort of other commercials. Look for Captain Crunch. To be doing... Cornflakes. Uh, yeah, something I couldn't even think about. I couldn't even think. I wanted, I wanted to say Lucky Charms. Yeah. Just all of a sudden, everybody's... Oh, man. Hey, you guys know the rabbit from from Tricks? Yeah. Let's get him for Weetabix. That's too funny. Yeah. I just thought about that last part. I, I I'd, I'd complained about Paul from her but now I thought, yeah, just just everybody... Also, Mr. Whipple, for those who don't know it, he was an odd old man who liked to squeeze Charmin in a grocery store, and yet he didn't allow anyone else to squeeze Charmin, and he always got caught squeezing Charmin. It had had a real pedophile-like feel to it, the whole thing, you know? Mr. Whipple. And then, <laughs> then at the end of the commercial, he'd be squeezing the Charmin. You just picture him like outside a schoolyard somewhere, you know, with his hands in his pockets. Mr. Whipple. Oh, like, OK. I never I never understood that guy. <laughs> just uh, having to work next to this thing you coveted and yet you couldn't touch it ever. Anyway,
1: And a whole generation of people with Charmin fetish now
0: yeah and who uh yeah who have absolutely no idea what I'm doing, right wait, Mr. Whipple was a Sharman, that's right. what are those awful bears, those cartoon bears who refuse to wipe their asses or who've just uh, is that for Charman also or what's that for? Is it Sharman uh oh, when do, those guys have gotta start choosing some better some better spokespeople those ass wiping bears, oh Christ Almighty. And did you remember? Did you see the one where the kid's talking about how he doesn't need to change his underwear, like for an extra day, because the Charmin makes himself so clean? Just the whole, just oh I got so I get so disgusted by these cartoon bears. Cartoon
1: bears are the worst. They're the worst.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I was never a big Yogi Bear fan. I didn't. I didn't watch him. These ass wiping Charmin. They're Charmin. That's Charmin. Is it really? Uh, is it or is it northern? Is it north? Ugh. It's
1: Charmin. It's Charmin.
0: Ugh. I feel like I feel like I should write a letter, but I think this is enough. I think talking about it endlessly on your show is enough. Ugh. These ass, and then like sometimes they're wearing underwear and sometimes they're not. And when they're not wearing underwear, you're thinking, oh, is there? Oh. It's 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 the most disgusting cartoon to me ever. These Charmin. Red Bear commercials or Blue Bears, whatever they are. I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea anymore.
1: When this show goes viral, they, there's some boardrooms. There's going to be a hell to pay in some boardrooms.
0: <laughs> Let me think of other advertisements that drive me crazy. <laughs> uh, there was one where like some... <laughs> I was watching football. Uh, listen to me. I'm like a hack comic talking about commercials. So I don't want to do that to you. But, uh, you know, I have that in me. Just so everybody knows, I have that in me. I was doing a joke during a Zoom show with another guy who was like my age, and I was on before him, and I did a joke about all the hand sanitizers kill 99.9% of the germs. Finish the job! What, did somebody have to leave early? So that's that's the basis of my joke, right? And uh, he gets on, and he goes, hey, thanks a lot, Bill, for doing that 99.9% joke, so I'm going to scratch that off my set list. And you go, oh, okay, yeah, it's an easy joke, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Nobody stole it, nobody took it. It's just an easy joke. Do- when you write a joke, that's just a joke. Like anybody can do that. But like if you're Richard Pryor, like no one's doing his act because no one can do that. When you just write a joke, you're so pleased with yourself. What'll happen is someone else could have written that joke.
1: Absolutely. I I used to have it there's a there was a sign that said "Kill or injure" A worker seventy five hundred dollars. You know, when you're yeah. driving on a great bit on that joke, <laughs> and uh, but then you know everyone. Uh, you know sometimes someone would go before me and they had a joke about the sign. Also, right. it's like can't get mad. Everyone's driving by the sign.
0: Yeah, and, and, yeah, and we're comics. And I mean, there are those people who may steal your jokes, but again, a lot of times, yeah, especially when it's a sign. Isn't that funny? Like, you know, you come up with, you get it, you do a sign joke. Uh, You got to, you got to put a twist, you know, it's got to be like, I do a joke. I like it when I go into a small store and they say, uh, no receipt, store credit only, which to me, it's just a message to shoplifters. Hey, you got us now pick out something you like. (laughs) And I've never heard anybody do that joke. And I was like, okay, that's good. Like if I hear somebody do that joke, I, I might think they stole it from me. I I think I might, I might think that they took it from me because I've never heard it, but you know, I've heard, I've heard other, you know, people do, I did a joke where I said I've been sober, you know, 45 days and then not in a row. And it's like, that is so hacky. That is so hacky. I, I, I thought it was clever, but I was like, oh, and then I saw guys doing it. I was like, oh, okay. Just like the old, uh you know making a bong out of anything and then you reference macgyver i don't know if you ever did one of those but i did one of those jokes and uh, when i was first starting out and i was featuring and the headliner took me aside and he's like yeah you're funny he goes you got to lose some of that hacky stuff like that macgyver joke and i was like what what it always works you know so i stopped doing it and then 10 years later what do i see i see uh, screech doing the same premise and joke on on some show and and of course you know the rest of us had stopped doing it but I don't think Screech was a particularly talented stand-up comic.
1: I don't think anyone anyone puts a bar and says are you as good as Screech? Are you as good as Screech?
0: (laughs) No but they might say can you draw like Screech? That was the thing. I don't know like I think for a while people were going out to see Screech because it was Screech from Saved by the Bell and I guess people liked him as screech i don't think people liked him much after they saw him as screech after 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 they saw him when he wasn't screech i don't i don't think he was that likable you know what i'm saying
1: no i think the rest of the cast hates him and didn't he stab somebody i'm pretty sure he stabbed someone he went to jail i think
0: oh really he's and wasn't he didn't he make a didn't he make a pornographic film also
1: i think he did
0: saved by the balls, something like that. Listen, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a professional (laughs) when it comes to writing pornographic parody titles. Yeah. He was also trying to get people to send him money because I think he was, um, he was about to lose his house. They were foreclosing on him, something like that. It just doesn't add up to a great life or a lot of good decisions. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying?
1: I know what you're saying. Yeah, he wrote yeah. some kind of tell-all book as well. I think they made him one of those Hallmark movies out of it. You know, one of those horrible movies.
0: Did they? <laughs> oh, I'll watch that. No. Is it like a Saved by the saved by the Bell, like Hallmark movie? Or-
1: lifetime. Lifetime. It was a Lifetime movie, I think. Yeah, no, it was like based on his book, like behind the scenes, the real story. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, can you? Uh, we got to find that. What is, that? is could? <laughs> who will send us that information? Oh, man we got to find out what that's called.
1: I'm writing it down. I'm going to look, I'm going to find it.
0: All right. You don't want me to start typing now either. Cause that's not. No, no. I'm a decent typist. Back in the day when I was, uh, when you had to, you know, who knows, maybe I'll have to find a regular job again. I went to an employment agency and they said, uh, all right, we'll ge- we'll give you a typing test. And I said, I, you know, I said, I'm not, I'm not really gonna, I'm not going to get a job where they need me to type, you know, I can, I can type, I'm fine. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, whatever, 30 words a minute, you know. And, uh, and they go, well, it's mandatory. You got to take the typing test. So I'm taking the test. You know, I'm looking at the paper and I'm taking the test. And I look at it and I was like, oh, man. And I hand it to him. And, you know, one of my fingers was one off, you know, <laughs> on the keyboard. So and, you know, when you when you take a typing test for every mistake, you know, that's one word off your time. So they actually corrected it. And they go, well, uh, it looks like you type seven words a minute. <laughs> and then I go, yeah, well, I was off. My, my one finger was off, you know, and they go, yeah. Do you want to do you want to take it again? And I just and I just said, yeah, of course I want to take it again. Yeah. I don't want people to look at this and go, how does someone type seven words a minute? Like you would have to. Like that would be more difficult than typing quickly. Like typing seven (laughs) words a minute would be so difficult. How, how would you do that?
1: It's like, sir, are you a uh, sloth? Do you have sloth in the family?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you have sloth blood in you, sir? Oh man. Yeah. Do you want to take it again? Of course. Seven words a minute. Yeah. And anyway, and then of course you get a job and you, you, you are on a keyboard, but it doesn't really matter how quickly you type, you know, that sort of thing. So oh you know what you know what i looked up
1: before i was like uh i remember we talked about this when we worked together but and and you're the only person that would even care about this bill dwyer that's d-w-y-e-r folks jeff dwoskin d-w-o-s-k-i-n we're there's only three core words in the entire english language that start with dw there's 475 derivatives it's dwarf dwell and dwindle (laughs)
0: Really, and then there's I like,
1: have no idea. I, I kind of looked it up, and it was just like, and that's out of like two hundred seventy-three thousand words in the language. Wow. So crazy, right?
0: Wow, oh man! And you told me that I didn't even I don't even remember that. And yet, there's also a name Dwayne, uh, which is probably the only first name D.W. name.
1: Yeah, I, I don't trust the Google that I Google this on, but. <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, I mean, you could just go to a you could just go to an encyclopedia and look up yeah. any DW words, but oh man,
1: it's rare. And That's my dwell,
0: point. dwarf, and uh, and dwindle. Wow, dwarf. I used to do a dwarf joke, and then I remember uh, Jimmy Dore of old people not the not the most sensitive guy, but a friend of mine. And uh, I used to do a dwarf joke, and he goes, "Why are you making fun of dwarfs?" And I don't know if I was making fun of them, but I was, you know, I was making I was making fun of them. You know what I am saying? Like he was kind of mean i was just talking about their heights obviously but i hear so many guys do dwarf jokes and it drives me crazy now but he goes uh he goes why are you making fun of them it's not their fault they were born that way i was like okay yeah you have a point and I, and uh, and then i stopped doing my dwarf jokes also because i would ask i would like ask hey are there any dwarfs in the crowd it's like what what are you a coward you're not going to do your dwarf bit your dwarf chunk if there's dwarfs in the crowd Oh, God, help me.
1: That's a good sign that you shouldn't be doing it if you want to do a joke in front of the type of right, yeah, yeah.
0: Here, are there any women in the crowd?
1: (laughs) Hey, there wouldn't happen to be a Jew here, would there? (laughs) Any (laughs) Jews? No,
0: all right, well, hey, 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 here we go. don't tell them I said this, but uh, uh, I wish the people listening could see me looking around, okay, everybody. Because there is that old joke, you know, how does every um, how does every racist joke start and it's a white person looking around the room? <laughs>
1: Right. And every racist comment always starts. I'm not racist, but
0: there are words that just
1: shouldn't be used. There's no reason to. Why there's no yeah. reason to, if you're not you're not gonna be that funny that it's worth hurting somebody. So why yeah. bother? All right, a couple of questions. So you were in Last Comic Standing. How was actual, that? Actual
0: questions question do you want me An to actual answer?
1: question? I'm gonna ask you a few yeah. questions as we okay. all right. A few questions. Last comic standing, what was that like?
0: Well, you know, I I wish I'd gone further. I don't think my heart was in it, and I didn't play the game very well at all, or else I could have gotten a, a couple of more rounds further than what I did. And then um, I will tell you this: it was a lot of fun. I didn't have a real problem with anybody, but I will tell you. And I think I've, I think I've I think I've revealed this, but Gabriel Iglesias was uh, a master of uh, of espionage in uh, in Last Comic Standing. Like before we ever got on the ship, there was twenty of us in a hotel before they narrowed it down to 10. And what they did was they took they took all of our cell phones, you know, because they didn't want us calling anybody. They didn't want us telling anyone. Gilbert had his actual cell phone taped behind the toilet tank, and he gave them a burner cell phone so that he could actually call his girlfriend. And then, on top of that, because we weren't allowed to leave the hotel. So in order to leave the hotel, he made friends with the wait staff and they told him where the service elevator was and how to get on that down to the garage, where his girlfriend would pick him up, <laughs> and then he'd go get McDonald's, or, you know, they'd go screw around, and then he'd come back.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Oh, oh, man. He was brilliant. I think they found that out. I think that's why, that's probably, I mean, I think that's why he got kicked off. That's why, uh, that's why he probably didn't win either. I mean, there are certainly a lot of people who could have won that. Josh Blue won that year, and uh, and it was deserved. And he's gotten even better, which is good. But Chris Porter could have won. Ty Barnett was funny. A lot of people were really good on that show. It was fun. It was uh, it was bad being on the Queen Mary, I'll tell you that. Because it seems like the other episodes, uh, the other seasons of Last Comic Standing, you know, they put you in a house. You run up and down. You go downstairs. You go out into a yard. But on the Queen Mary... You could just be in like the you know the stateroom, like the common room, and then uh, then you would have to ask if you could go back to your your musty bedroom because <laughs> it's the Queen Mary. I mean, it's got mold on it, older than either of us g- combined. It's the Queen Mary. I don't think it was healthy at all, but it was still fun. But I wish I had, uh, I wish I had done better. You know, anytime you're judging comedy or talent and saying, you know. Who's funnier? Who's this? Who's that? You know, it's all it's all subjective. Look at all the people who didn't make it, you know, who are hilarious. Look at all the people who haven't won the San Francisco Comedy Competition. Robin Williams tried a few times and never won the San Francisco Comedy Competition. It just goes to show you. It's all it's just subjective.
1: All right. You were uh hot in Cleveland, Valerie
0: Bertinelli's (laughs) ex-husband. How is that? She's adorable. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because like we're like the same age, right? So when I would watch One Day at a Time, you're like, oh, my God, Valerie Bertinelli. So cute. So cute. So cute. So cute. Then as an older woman, so cute. So cute. So cute. I don't know how much she cared for me. Not that much. But, uh, you know, she was nice. The other ladies were nicer to me. But she was the star. You know, she had a lot on her mind. You didn't have to treat a... You didn't have to be, like, super nice to a guest star. But uh, she was fine. The thing about that series is that what people forget is that, as the ex-husband, I was the linchpin. She was on the flight. She sees me. I'm not an alcoholic anymore. I'm sober. And all of a sudden, she's attracted to me again. But then she sees that I'm engaged to a younger girl, so when the plane crash lands, not crash, when the plane emergency lands in Cleveland, she's like, "Well, I'm going to stay here because why would I? Because I just saw my husband." So I am the linchpin. I am. I'm the reason for that show. My character. Because when I was auditioning, I was like, "What kind of name is Anders?" And they were like, "Yeah, you know, like in Norwegian." I was like, "Okay, all right, okay." Yeah, Anders. And then I came back for a uh, for another in season two. You know, like uh, which, uh, which I kind of figured I would be. You know, as the ex-husband, you bring him back to see if there's. Got to, you got to do that storyline. And like in the original, in the original script read, when we're sitting around doing the table read, there's a giant makeout scene with me and Valerie Bertinelli, and I was just like, "Oh man, so cute! She's so cute!" And then there's going to be this giant makeout scene. And then after the table read, they're like, so great, everybody. What'd you think? She's like, you know, I'm not sure about the uh, makeout scene. It's like, okay, all right, that's fine. I don't need to make out with you. I don't need to make out with anybody. I like to, but I don't need to. But yeah, that was, uh, she was like, eh, I I don't really see the man scene. And then you want to yell at her, be an actress, make out with me.
1: So close. So close. You're
0: a good actress. Pretend like you like me. Now do it. So that was fun. Wendy Malick, I just developed a huge crush on. She was so nice and so kind to me each time I was there. And then the second time, the second episode I did, not the pilot, Tim Conway was in it and Carl Reiner. So that was pretty cool of meeting those guys. The, that whole cast, I mean, they that was that was pretty magical, that show. I mean, they they wrote it well. Good jokes. Great cast. It was good. I was happy to be on a couple of them. I wish I'd been on more, but what are you going to do?
1: Hey, you got to take what you can get. Take what you can yeah. get, All right, It's very cool. My other question, the Larry Sanders show.
0: Oh, yeah. See, whenever I... Yeah, that was, that was a gas too, man. And again, everybody's so kind. And just to watch, like Rip Torn and Jeffrey Tambor together, so good. I mean, and and also uh, Gary Shanling, of course, is a great actor. But those two guys, there was just, you know, the levels. Gary was a great actor, but those guys took it to a, a separate place, to a different place. So it was really something to be around them. Whenever I've done a show, like I auditioned for the Larry Sanders show and got it. And I got the call that I'd gotten it. So I see a neighbor of mine and they go, hey, how's it going? And I go, great. I, I just... I just got a part on the Larry Sanders show. And they said, oh, that's great. And then an hour later, I get a call from my agent. And he's like, ah, they want to see a few more people. And they want you to come back in. They're not sure if you're right for the part. And I was just, ah, why did I tell my neighbor? Oh, no. Now I'm going to lose it. And people are going to think I'm just this crazy actor guy. And thank goodness, I was right for the part. And they uh, they did keep me on. So...
1: Ah, thank you for sharing so many great stories with us. So where can people keep up with you on the social medias?
0: At Bill Dwyer on Instagram and Twitter, 1L and Bill.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming and hanging with me. I really appreciate it.
0: You have the patience of a saint, my friend. You really do to put up with me. I don't know. You think people listen all the way through this? Listen, chop it down to three minutes. Do whatever you need to do. Make <laughs> this entertaining. Whatever you need to do. I can sign anything and you can... Chop the shit out of it. Whatever you like. I will. <laughs> Let's see what I... <laughs> yeah. All
1: right, man. Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Bill Dwyer, comedian and actor. Funny, funny guy. When he comes to your town, definitely check him out at the comedy clubs. You won't regret it. You know what else you won't regret? Downloading the hashtag Roundup app and following at hashtag roundup on Twitter, playing the hashtag games, because you know what time it is. It's time for me to read the hashtag roundup trend of the week, and if you play along, you might end up on a future episode of the Jeff Duoskin Show. Fame and fortune meet those that are retweeted at Jeff Duoskin Show and listed in the show notes and become permanent history of the Jeff Duoskin Show podcast. Many people have gone on to much Twitter fame after being... (laughs) Just play. It's fun. Add hashtag roundup. And the hashtag that we chose today is hashtag secrets in Santa's autobiography. I chose it for two reasons. First, it's almost Christmas. And two, Bill Dwyer hosted a game show called I've Got a Secret. Now, granted, we didn't talk about it in the interview, but he still did it. So here we got two homages put together. This hashtag is part of the weekly game hashtag you're it. Find it on the hashtag Roundup schedule. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go. Hashtag secrets in Santa's autobiography. Okay, now I got to admit, these are all verified by TMZ. We would not put this out. We are not Fox News. We verified all these. Secrets in Santa's autobiography. One, he's lactose intolerant. That's right. Don't give him milk. Not if you have new carpet. Keep him away from the milk. Number two, he frequently hooks up with girls on the naughty list. That's right. Ho, ho, ho. Number three, his favorite snack is venison. Makes sense, right? There used to be 15 deer. Now there's not. Hmm. I say we launched an investigation. Number four, he first met Miss Claus at a strip club called the North Pole. Hmm. Interesting. We should really look into this guy. Number five. He was the first person to say, I'm going to Disney World. Someone was like, hey, you just finished delivering all the presents. What are you doing? He was like, I don't know. I think I'm going to go to Disney World. They amped it up later. Number six, he refuses to allow the elves to unionize and is constantly advising Walmart and Amazon on how to crush dissent. This guy is a harsh businessman, harsh businessman. No one's getting in on his gift given ways. Number seven, Blitzen wants to write an unauthorized biography. And guess what happened to Blitzen? That's right. We haven't heard from Blitzen. So you don't walk around that North Pole and try and break the North Pole NDAs. Lesson learned. Number eight, he moonlights as the great pumpkin. That's how he makes all the money just prior to Christmas. Number nine, he was born Chris Kringlestein. That's right. That's why he gives a little wink anytime he sees a menorah. And finally, number 10, keep the milk and cookies to yourself because Santa wants a brewski and some nachos. That's right. And that's all the secrets in Santa's autobiography we're willing to share with you. You're going to have to go buy Santa's autobiography. I'm guessing it's available on Amazon or wherever made-up figures post their autobiographies. Again, play along at hashtag roundup. All these tweeters are going to be retweeted at Jeff DeWoskin Show. Show him some love. Give him some love. Retweet. Download hashtag roundup. Also, Don't forget to check out our mailing list. Go to jeffisfunny.com. Sign up for our mailing list so you can get fancy emails when new episodes come out or when we're going to do our live shows. Cool stuff like that. And also, don't forget, subscribe, like, tell all your friends about the Jeff Dawoskin Show. Can't thank you enough for coming week to week. This is the end of episode 31. Can you believe it? 31 episodes. You've been here the whole time. If not, catch up. So then that will be true statement next time you listen to it. Anyway, thanks again, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Jeff Dwoskin Show with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. Now go repeat everything you've heard and sound like a genius. Catch us online at the thejeffdwoskinshow.com or follow us on Twitter at Jeff Dwoskin Show, And we'll see you next time.